You are listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, a Canadian guide to building dependable wealth. Join your hosts, Richard Canfield and Jason Lowe, as they unlock the secrets to creating financial peace of mind in an uncertain world. Discover the strategies and mindsets to a financial future that you can bank on. The real estate lawyers take on the infinite banking concept. We are thrilled to be joined today by the Honorable Sean Quigg. Did I pronounce your name properly, Sean? You did. I should have asked you that prior to hitting the record button. Sean, it is such a pleasure to have you. And I'd like to share uh, with our listeners, because in, in your case, being that you know, you're a real estate investor, lawyer, uh, an infinite banking uh, practitioner, you, you've embraced this process in your life and you uh, hail today from uh, Toronto, so province of Ontario, and uh, came from humble beginnings, as we understand, in small town Ontario, as did I. I was born and raised in uh, Timmins, Ontario, prior to moving out west, and uh, prior to your career as an attorney. So you worked for the federal government in immigration enforcement, which is where you began to question, you know, for yourself, how your life was beginning to take shape, and love to explore that a little bit more on our episode today. And from there, you moved, uh, relocated to Windsor, Ontario for law school, where you stumbled upon and accidentally started investing in real estate. So that sounds interesting. Adding a master's of business um, administration and eventually landing in Toronto for a short uh, but uh, sweet Bay Street law gig. Okay, now, now we're going to talk about, yeah. we're going to talk about Bay Street without Sean. finally transitioning into your role at Carson Law and helping Ontario real estate investors do uh, really interesting things to to generate wealth and um, your partner Amber who's also an IBC practitioner and uh, your puppy Pluto uh, live in the lively High Park area of Toronto and can be found hiking in the park or at the dog park. Sean, uh, such a pleasure to have you. Welcome to Wealth Without Bay Street along with the amazing, awesome, Sarblo Gill, authorized infinite banking practitioner, uh, just a consummate teammate uh, here at Ascendant Financial and amazing co-host Richard Canfield, always hailing from Chilliwack, otherwise known as the WAC. Sean, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Jason. It's my pleasure. I'm really excited to be here. Some, some intros take a little longer than others. <laughs> and so <laughs> listeners sometimes are probably thinking, Let's go. Yeah. I want to hear from Sean. Uh, so it's, it's great to have you with us. And maybe take us back. So when you, when you had accidentally stumbled upon real estate investing, so what was the, what was the allure there? Like what, what attracted you to that to say, you know what, this is something that I think I could really explore and also bring my expertise as an attorney. Well, great question. Uh, so when I decided to go to law school, I was working for the federal government at the time. And, you know, when you work for the federal government, you are in a pretty comfortable position, making a pretty good salary and, you know, the benefits and the pension are there and that's great. Uh, but, uh, you know, as you mentioned, I was looking to maybe do something bigger. So I wanted to do something more impactful with my life and, and really, generate value uh, in a way that uh, was going to be fulfilling for me as well. And so uh, I decided, hey, why don't I give law school a try? I was in a law type role uh, with my uh, with my career with the government. And, you know, it, it seemed like the right thing to do. So 
I was accepted into Windsor and I moved to Windsor and, uh, you know, it, it dawned on me not, uh, not long after being accepted that, you know, I was giving up this salary and I was probably going to need to replace my income somehow, mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, I was going from a salary to nothing. So, uh, when I was applying to law school, one of my buddies who was from Windsor said, Hey, if you go to Windsor, you should buy a house because they're so cheap. So I thought, Hey, that's not a bad idea. And so what I did was I, I bought a house that was, uh, had five bedrooms and I rented out the rooms to other students and to other people in, uh, the, in the city that, that were living there. And you know, it wasn't long before I was thinking to myself, Hey, this is, this could work. This is something that uh, I might like to explore further because, you know, I was living for free in essence and having a little bit of beer, beer money covered uh, for the weekend. <laughs> Very important when you're going to law school. Yes, it's, oh, uh, there, it's, it's an essential component. It's part yeah. of the student handbook. It's, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and so, and so what, how did, how did infinite banking get introduced into the equation? Like when did you first discover this process? Well, uh, another great question. So, you know, as I, as I started getting into the, uh, the real estate investing side, I bought another student rental. And then, you know, I decided after law school or as I was preparing to finish law school, I really got to take this on. So I wanted to buy another student rental. And so I was right in the midst of trying to find financing. And any of your listeners who buy student rentals will know that financing a student rental is next to impossible with traditional money. And so, you know, I was going through this really difficult period trying to find money, dealing with mortgage brokers, with banks, jumping through the proverbial hoops. And, and then I listened to the Breakthrough podcast episode with hmm. you, Peter, Jason. And I listened to it twice, back to back. Went, this could be the solution. I could you know, maybe not today or tomorrow, but this could be a way to not have to deal with the banks anymore. And so I ordered the banker's vault and I read every book front to back. And I came to uh, one of the, the information sessions and I wrote an email and said, I got to do this. And so Sarvalo and I had a great chat and I started off our conversation. Sarvalo, I'm sure you'll remember, I'm already in. Uh, we just got to do this. <laughs> It's fun when that happens, right, Sarblo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then I had to actually pump the brakes and Sean and say, hey, you know what? It's great. I love the enthusiasm, but let's just pump the brakes and just take it step by step, right? Because uh, we don't get many opportunities to do things the right way. And, you know, we always want to do things the right way. So, yeah. But I'll say, Sean, uh, and thank you for, for sharing that because it, uh, the nature of the conversation, you know, Rich uh, can attest to this, like the nature of the discussions that we're having now compared to what they were pre-COVID, where people were consuming information by, you know, maybe they would read Nelson's book or they would hear something about the process and then they would reach out and go through a multi-step process of education and then going into COVID, people were just gravitating to YouTube and to the podcast and to the reading material because of th this banker's vault that we put together and reaching out much like yourself and saying, I've consumed content. I am ready to go. Like I'm reaching out to create a time to meet with you to like, I'm ready to go. What's my next step. And we always want to, 
as Sarlo coined the phrase, you know, we want to pump the brakes a bit and just make sure that everybody has clarity. And so what has your experience been on your journey with this process now up to this point? What has come up for you that you didn't see when you were researching it initially? It's, it's been a learning journey. Every day I learn something new. I, I learn of another expense that I've got to find a way to get funneled into, into my system. And um, that, that really actually, one of the early episodes of the podcast, I, I forget the name of the guest that was on, but what he was talking about was finding a way to put your entire paycheck into your policy. Yeah. It was like episode six. It was somewhere real early. And that really stuck with me. And so, you know, I've, I've talked with several about this as well. You know, I'm constantly challenging myself to find a way to take my, just my normal everyday expense and pay for it with a policy loan. And, you know, what I've come to learn is I'm as stringent with myself as the banks would be. And that's, uh, that's actually worked out very well for me uh, because it means I am never stealing the peels, piece. I, I, I can't uh, because those automated payments are set up and uh, I love, I love paycheck day because my entire paycheck disappears. <laughs> and, uh, and, but, but it's immediately advanceable. Right. And so, you know, actually that was, that was the number one stumbling block was having to look at a very close to zero balance in my bank account constantly. Mm. And that was something I never liked to do in advance uh, or in advance of learning about IBC and, and becoming your own banker. Uh, but now it's, it's almost a game. <laughs> it's uh how close can I get to zero without going into overdraft uh, by putting what I need into the policy and pulling it right back out? Really interesting couple of things you said there, Sean, I think is going to be really impactful for some people that are listening in. And that's number one, I want to point out, you identified that you challenged yourself. So you are the banker and you are better a banker than the bankers you used to work with in the past. You're being very meticulous Another thing you identified is you do automated payments. You have things set up so it can become simple and easy. There's a lot of yeah. transaction activity there, but you're automating it so that you can get some of your time back. So it's not like something you have to think about every day right. and you're creating new challenges and objectives to try to get, to revert your old thinking of increasing your bank balance to now decreasing your bank balance because you want to increase your policy balance. That's so right. you're still, you're still increasing your bank balance. You're just changing the warehouse of where you go to look for the money. Yeah. Instead of logging into your, you know, the, one of the big five banks where you, you have your transactional account, you're logging into the policy uh, to take a look at where that balance is and that's home base for your money. So if you're listening into this, take heed to the important things that Sean is identifying with us about how he's changed and reframed his thinking, because this is all about how we think. Your money must reside somewhere. What better place to have it reside than here? Where from that very place you can take control of the function that someone else had been previously performing for you. And so uh, really, really great to hear your experience up to this point. And if, you know, listeners who are tuning into the, the client series, they're uh, researching, they're actively in, engaged in, you know, walking down that same path that you did. And what advice would you share with folks who are presently researching this process? Don't be afraid to rethink your thinking. Like, let go, right? Let go of that old mentality. Uh, because just because it's been done for decades by the majority of the people that you know in your life, or perhaps even society in general, don't be afraid. 
because there is tremendous guidance here. Uh, this podcast, the, the client portal, there's a ton of material out there that is prepared properly and shows how to effectively use this process to really generate wealth and to recapture that interest and that opportunity cost that you were just giving away and probably didn't even realize it and just thought it was normal. Mm. And it is for a lot of people, but it doesn't have to be. And so don't be afraid. Just take a leap because, uh, you know, it was one of the best leaps I've ever taken. And I'm sure, I mean, we've heard that sentiment throughout the client series. And uh, yeah, that's the big piece. Just do it. I love that. And, and Sarblo, through, you know, working with folks, you know, like Sean, who are able to rethink their thinking and to, uh, you know, embrace the truth, you know, that someone has to perform this function in your life and it can, and it should be you describe, you know, I guess the optimum mindsets of Sean that made it really easy for you to say, this is someone that I can, I can work with. Yeah, absolutely. Jason, you know, when I first met Sean, Sean was intrigued when he heard you and Peter on the Breakthrough Podcast. And, you know, as you were sharing your own examples of how this process has benefited you personally. And that was that's intriguing for anybody when, when they hear all that. He paying off mortgage uh, seven, seven years into the mortgage, your mortgage is paid off. And then you're recapturing all those stream of payments, which was, which you were sending with the commercial banks. We still it's intriguing. are. We still are, right? Now, now everybody gets intrigued and they're like, okay, I need to know more about it. And as Sean mentioned, you know, for the first thing that he did was he, he educated himself. He invested time in himself to learn more about this process. So when, when me and Sean met, like he had all the books in front of him and he's like, he, so I sent him a bonjour video. I said, Sean, we have a meeting coming up and I'm, I'm really excited for this meeting. I'm looking forward to it. And Sean replies back saying, yeah, Shoglo, I'm going to be there. And my partner, Amber, Amber is going to be there. And we're really looking forward to our conversation. And, and he had read all the content. Mm. So the conversation was very different, right? Because he took it upon him to educate himself, to build a foundation of knowledge. And from there, me as an IBC authorized practitioner, somebody who practices a concept and does this for a living, from there onwards, I could build more uh, clarity for Sean as to how this process can apply to him. And one of the questions that we usually get asked is, okay, what are the limitations on this process? Well, where, where can you take this personally if you have to implement this in your mm -hmm. life? And the answer is infinite. So Sean and Amber, they've embraced it to a point where they're actually living it. It's just part of their lifestyle. You know, they're using the system to cover all the living expenses and the paychecks and the payments which were leaving their family before is now still, they're still making those payments. They're just changing who is getting those payments. And one of the things, Sean, that you, that you um, have heard of as a real estate investor all the time is, you know, if this, if this investment works, then rinse and repeat the process. Mm. You know, what we say is, this is gonna work, recycle and repeat the process, mm. right? Yeah. So, so, so Sean has been, you know, diligently following the process, but, but it's, it's all upon Sean. Sean took it upon him to educate himself. So, so the optimal mindset, Jason, just to answer your question is somebody who's ready to invest the time in themselves to learn about it. Because like Nelson says, this process is not about teaching. It's about catching. So yeah. Sean caught it and he had, he had some basic questions for me in, in terms of how can this be applied for him, for Amber, personally, for his investments. 
And that is where the discussion went. It was tying IBC to, to him, right? He only caught the process. It was just filling in those little gaps for him. So. Uh, that's amazing. And we just, uh, you know, for everyone's info, you know, we had David Stearns back on the podcast. Uh, we now, as at the time of this uh, recording, it's going to be several weeks before that episode hits, uh, hits the airwaves. But uh, the one thing that David said to us uh, to give listeners a sneak preview is he said, IBC is meant to be a way of life. It's not a financial plan. It's meant to be a way of life. And Sean, you're, you're creating a very sharp example of making it a way of life. And the more you do that, the easier it becomes, the more comfortable it becomes. And that the sooner you get there, the less you're penalizing yourself. Yeah, that's so right. If you and think of, go ahead. Okay. You know, it's a, it's, it's a role to play that someone else was playing. And it turns out it's not that hard of a role. It's really quite easy, especially when you set up the system, which is a very basic system. You know, I use a spreadsheet to track my loans and my repayments and I just set them up and that's it. Love it. And you've heard us say many times that it's really important to work with someone who's thoroughly familiar with this process and who can demonstrate to you through their own personal experience how they are embracing it and implementing it in their own life. And through firsthand experience of working you know, with Sarblo, what would you share with people who are researching the process? Because it's one thing to hear us say it. But for you to actually be experiencing it, you talked about the client portal, you talked about your experience at Sarblo. What would you share with people about the significance of that? Well, this is a critical point because, you know, it, you don't, like you say often, you know, you can give someone the best tool, but if they don't know how to use it, they're probably just going to break it. And uh, that's uh, what this is. It, IBC is the best tool, but frankly, I didn't know how to use it, right? What we learn about is really the, the underlying basis for choosing to be an independent banking practitioner. It's not the logistics. And the logistics are what Sarblo and I talk about. How do we make this work? How do we maximize our, the benefit that is accrued by being an infinite banking practitioner? And so, uh, so you know, having Sarblo as an advisor and being able to listen to the podcast and get on the portal uh, that's invaluable. Uh, you know, I wouldn't know how to actually carry out the role without that and without Sarbo's guidance. And Sarbo and I have had numerous calls and, uh, you know, talking about various ways in which to use the policies, um, how to not, you know, use them properly, how to set up payments properly, how to look at advancing or adding to the system, which is another fun story uh, that I'll share in a minute, uh, because I did just uh, get my second policy. Right. And Congratulations. Uh, yeah, 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 thank you. And, um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm quite thankful that uh, I was matched with Sarbo because Sarbo has been uh, a wealth of knowledge, a great supporter, and a person who says, this is the process, you know what to do, do it. Love it. Sarblo, any thoughts about us <laughs> talking about you? Like you're not here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to 
say this, but that mic drop movement right there. So <laughs> <laughs> there's the audiogram for the episode. That's awesome. And well, we'd love great. to hear too, Sean, about that, uh, that new policy and, and what, what created, I'm sure there was some conversations with Sarbolo that, that created the impetus for there's, there's probably two things. One, your desire, cause you knew you wanted to grow your system. So I'm sure you can speak yeah. to that, but also you would have had a sounding board, a, a core sounding board that, yeah. that being Sarbolo to have the discussions of the, how might, or how might I, or what might I do differently to go mm-hmm. and institute that next part of the system? So maybe can you speak to how that came up in conversation with you and Sarbolo who initiated that? And then, and then what was the driving force for you to want to increase your system? Sure. Well, you know, right from the very beginning of listening to the podcast and becoming immersed in the material, you know, I learned that this is not a one policy process. This is the process of building a system of policies. You know, Jason, you talk about this uh, pretty frequently, and you were just on the client call talking about what your premiums are this year. And they're staggering because you have a large system in place. And that's because that's the thing to do. That's how you maximize the benefit of being an IBC practitioner. And so, you know, I took that to heart. I didn't think I would be in a position to have a second policy within my first year. I was actually, you know, six months in thinking, okay, I got to start looking at being able to afford next year's premium. Uh, But of course that was, that was a small moment of consumer mindset, not abundance mindset. So mm-hmm. instead, what I did was I, I, you know, in my profession and in my you know, experience as a real estate investor, I started looking for ways to generate uh, income to pay for the policies. And as it turns out, I did have such a deal come my way, uh, my very first wholesale deal. And for those of your listeners who are not familiar, wholesaling real estate is the process where you lock up a property under contract and then sell that contract to someone else for an assignment fee. And we see this a lot with pre-construction condos, uh, but uh, you know, across the country and certainly in the US, we see this uh, becoming more and more popular as a way of being a real estate investor without having to own anything. And also, and most importantly, generating value for multiple parties. Right? We're generating value for the seller who needs to sell their property for some reason. We're generating value for whoever buys the contract uh, because they are going to be able to turn that property into perhaps its highest and best use. And so I just happened to come across one of these deals and it turned out to be quite fruitful. And so I paid the people who, you know, I benefit who helped me put the deal together. And then with the remainder, I took and bought a second policy. That's awesome. (laughs) And in terms of the process, you know, um, you know, being able to, access policy loans and, and control the repayment schedule and describe to our viewers and listeners, how does the simplicity of that process and the result of it, how does it make you feel? Comfortable, comfortable in a good way, right? I don't like to feel comfortable. I left a comfortable career. I, you know, I like to be challenged, but with this, this is a comfortable feeling and this is a comfortable, comfortable feeling. So what I mean by that is, I'm okay knowing that my cash that I put into the policy is going to continue to earn compound interest uninterrupted. I'm comfortable knowing that I can set up a repayment schedule that starts on my next paycheck or starts next year. uh, And I get to make that decision and I get to decide how much interest I'm going to charge myself, which I'm going to charge the max. And 
because that ultimately benefits me and the other policyholders who are in my sort of group. And I'm comfortable knowing that that cash is available. It's there in my account. You know, I fill out the form and it's there in my account three or four days later. And, you know, so uh, it's available and I have access to it and it's un virtually unrestricted. Uh, so that's a really safe and comfortable feeling when it comes to finances. And it's, uh, it's fun in a way to set up a new policy loan on my spreadsheet and watch it start ticking down as the days cross. Uh, that's something I enjoy watching and, and it's almost like a game. And so um, I really uh, have leaned into that part of the process, just really being logistically solid in terms of how I'm making sure that I repay my loans with uh, enough interest to cover uh, what the, the insurance company charges plus some. You talk about playing the role and that someone has to play the role and you've identified it as a pretty simple role to play. And for people, if people are just catching this episode for the very first time, we're referring to the four characters in the financial play that Nelson shares and, and expands on in his book, Becoming Your Own Banker. And he communicates that most people don't even realize that there is a play going on and let alone who the characters are. And if you're tuning into this, you are the depositor and the borrower, but you're not the banker and you're not the bank owner. What Sean is describing to you is that he recognized that someone had to play the role of banker in your life. He possessed first and foremost, the desire, because that is the precursor to change. And by deciding, hey, I'm going to do this, I'm going to take on this role, and then experiencing the ultimate simplicity of it, you heard it straight from him. It, it creates a, a sense of the right comfort. It just, it, it feels right. And Nelson reminded us so often that the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept, is the ultimate in simplicity. It does not need to be sensationalized. What are your thoughts on that, Sarbo? Oh, Jason, you know, I've heard you and Richard talk about this all the time on the podcast, becoming your own banker, the keywords being your own. And Sean, Sean has been that from get-go. He just didn't, he just didn't see it until he actually started the policy. He was always investing in himself, right? And, and this is what Caleb also talks about. We are the biggest, you know, we are our biggest assets. So, you know, discovering the process, embracing the journey, thinking long range, following Nelson's golden rule, Sean is living all that. And he, and when they got started with their first policies, you know, one of the things I said, and we say this all the time is, hey, start where you feel comfortable, see how the process works, see how we work with you going forward. And you can always do more, but the truth to the matter is you are going to do more. And within a matter of a year, not even a year, Sean reached out saying, Cerebro, I want, I'm ready to start my own another policy. I want to capitalize on the system because it's not about a policy, it's about system of policies. I wish we can get it done in one, one policy, but we just cannot. As I have more cash flow and conquering Parkinson's law and, and prioritizing how the money is going to flow, because that money is going to flow irrespective. Which institution is the money going to flow from that is going to produce the outcome? And it's not just going to be the outcome it's going to produce for today, which is going to either help us in a positive or negative way. It's, it's also the outcome that's going to be generated years from today. So Sean prioritized that. He said, you know what? I'm going to put it into my system. I'm going to create my system knowing that I have full access to it and I control the whole 
process of becoming a banker from that system going forward. So he's living your own, becoming your own banker. <laughs> yeah, two most important words in the title of that book, your own. And uh, the client portal, you know, we put that into place and, you know, Rich uh, can expand on this. Rich, you know, when we think about, we want people like Sean to really develop independence. We don't want Sean waking up five years from now going, I really am not able to do anything with this process unless I have Sarblo sitting right next to me. He needs to come to my house and hold my hand through the whole process. We want Sean to truly become your own banker by becoming independent. That's why we built all the resources to really help people move along in that journey to that end. And what, what would your thoughts be on that, Rich, uh, when you hear me say that? Well, I'd, I'd like to, to get Sean to kind of piggyback on it because, you know, Sean, I suspect that you were on our last uh, quarterly client coaching session that we had available. And so I think it'd be good for you to just share your experience of that and how being a part of breakout rooms, connecting with other members of the community, mm -hmm. what kind of an impact that had for you to be a part of something. It's, it kind of gives a, a, a sense of being, being a part of something that's bigger than yourself a little bit and, and how valuable it was to just be engaged in conversation and have not only new content, but have so many, um, you know, not to say experts, but, but people who've been doing this for a while, veterans, I guess, like Sarblo and Jason, et cetera, be involved in that conversation and seeing all the chat, all the communication going on in the chat, how people are asking questions and, and all the questions that people are being, are asking that you yourself maybe hadn't even thought of. So I'd love to get your perspective on that, that you could share with our listeners to understand what is the value of being involved in a community like that? And how does it show up for you specifically? Well, that's a great question. And it is invaluable. Uh, I was on that call and uh, actually was driving home for a couple of hours. Uh, I wasn't driving, Amber was driving, uh, but I had the phone out plugged in with the Zoom call out and listened for the entire time and learned a ton, learned things I hadn't even considered, ways to use policy loans, how, when, when to start a look at, hey, maybe instead of making these payments to this policy, I should actually move them to this policy, even they, though they were for a loan, which was for, you know, that first policy, things like that, things where, you know, I could actually go into a breakout room with someone like Cole, who I was in a breakout room with a number of times, who, you know, was, was talking about his experience, uh, about how he came to be a part of the community, and, and what he had learned along his journey, and, and how he had really capitalize his system to quite an extent. And so, you know, to be able to be part of that, to be able to have those conversations, to be able to relate to someone who is doing something to better themselves and their family, that's the type of community I want to be a part of, right? Because th th there's a lot of growth there. There's a lot of value generation for others. And um, there's a mindset uh, that, that comes with being an infinite banking practitioner that's so healthy and fulfilling and energizing to be around because, you know, you know, these are people, you know, like the three of you who, who are taking life by the horns, who are saying, you know, this is, we're not accepting the status quo. Yeah, Richard, we're not <laughs> accepting the status quo. This is, this is a much more comfortable, safe and uh, easy way of proceeding forward. It's not that hard, but it's, there's so much value. The return on time, the return on investment from a real high level view, because of course it's not an investment, uh, but it's an investment of your time, uh, is so high. It's infinite. 
Oh it's, man. It's beyond the numbers on a page and what you see in an illustration, isn't it? Oh, yeah, the illustrations are irrelevant uh, because it, it really is an infinite process. Anything can be done. Oh, gosh, I just uh, I got the goosebumps there. I know the viewers. I don't know if you can see that, if you can zoom in on the YouTubes there and see the goosebumps that have happened. But what Sean's describing is that when you're when you're working with uh, a team, uh, so our team, you know, at Ascendant Financial and and the community that we're building through the creation of the quarterly client group coaching sessions, the uh, client portal, which is just a wealth of resources that's being expanded constantly with additional content and step-by-step approaches. And, you know, I think that that alone, that alone is one one thing that makes us so sought after and, but you, you're hearing it right from Sean, his, his own experience with it. And we took it to heart when Nelson said to the reader of the book, becoming your own banker, I didn't write this book for the financial professional community, for the financial advisor, for the life insurance advisor. I didn't write this book for them. I wrote this book for Sean and Sean, you should, be surrounded by like-minded people so that you don't feel like you're out there as a lone ranger. And that's what gave birth to the vision of this client portal, which is only available to clients of Ascendant Financial. And we, um, we, we've labeled that as the, our process as the gold standard in education. And uh, because we recognize the responsibility that comes along with holding yourself out that way. You better be providing value and not just speaking it, but being able to hear testimonies from people like yourself. And so we really appreciate you being comfortable sharing your feedback on it. There's a couple of key things that Sean identified that I think is important to highlight. And that's number one, you talked about the breakout room, you know, you engage with it. You mentioned Cole, and I'm sure there's a number of other people that you engage with on those, those conversations. So the fact that we can have those breakout rooms because of the zoom technology. So thank you for the good folks at uh, zoom for putting all these kind of things together in a, in a pandemic world, but it allows us to, because we're spread across the country, you can be anywhere in the country and be able to connect with like-minded individuals. They don't even have to be in your neck of the woods. But what's also interesting in that is you talked about your, your recent real estate transaction that you, you did the wholesaling transaction. Now, as a lawyer, I'm guessing you'll, once you've done one of those, it probably becomes even easier to do it the next time and the next time and the next time. And now that you've had a success in that one area, what happens is your, your brain, you know, fine tunes kind of like a radar. It's like you're, you're tuning a station on your radio dial. You know, when you're just off the station, you kind of hear some music, you know, there's something there, but you just tune it right in all of a sudden everything becomes clear. Well, when you do a deal like that one time, now your ability to see the deal and get, get on, on the tune with the station goes up. And when you surround yourself with a community of people who are all across the country and you get to engage in conversations like that, new things start to cross your desk that maybe weren't there before. So some of the infinite, again, this goes much beyond any policy and beyond what just the advantage of our thinking about a banker is. It ties into surrounding yourself with good people and all the additional value that can be created, which is off the page value emotionally value in the things that fill you, fill your soul, fill your, your, your brain with ideas about what's possible or ideas on new deals that come across that otherwise wouldn't be available. That's kind of what Nelson talked about. He said that when you have readily available access to capital opportunities of high caliber will hunt you down is what Nelson would say. 
It, it, you know, it's funny you should say that because I was going to raise this exact point uh, because a, a similar, I mean, not similar in the sense that it, you know, an opportunity has come knocking. And, you know, before becoming an infinite banking practitioner, I would have had to dip into the savings. And I don't think I necessarily would have been as open to the idea, but uh, one of someone who I have hired uh, for some of my uh, ha handling, some of my properties in the East coast is starting a business. He needs a capital partner and he came to me. And so we're putting together a sort of a jet ski rental type company. And that's an opportunity that would not have been available to me had I not started this process. And uh, so that, I mean, that's living proof. That's only one example. But that's happened. That's real. And uh, so, you know, and that's thanks to, you know, taking the process on and, and really just embracing it and um, and living it. So for anyone looking to engage in some summer fun uh, and you're on the East Coast of Canada, we, we know where you can go and yeah. hop on the motorized equipment and have a good time. <laughs> And you know the you know the waiver contracts are going to be well put oh, together. Sarblo, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, um, I, I'm sure that as much as all of our teammates, I mean, hearing stories like these, uh, just you know, you fill your heart with joy and are very fulfilling. Yes. What would you What would you say based on what you've heard Sean share about his experience up to this point? What's coming up for you? in uh, the, the role of an authorized practitioner who is, you know, having a coaching and mentoring uh, impact in a very positive way. Well, well, Jason, one of the questions I know when, uh, when I had my first client interview on Wealth Without Bay Street, uh, I think it was one of, one of our discussion, one of our first discussion with three of us were together and, and towards the end, you're like, Serblo, uh, whom do you want to be a hero to? And, you know, I can say now with such confidence when I go home, I look at my wife and I say, you know what? I did good today. You know, I did good because I helped another family be successful exactly how I helped my family be successful with the implementation of the process of becoming a banker. Although they're seeing things today, but they're not going to see things the way they are seen today, a year from today, any year from today, any year from today. Because me having to practice this for six years, every year has been different for me because Hey, guess what? The system keeps growing. Sean talked about opportunities. We've all seen opportunities come up as infinite banking practitioner. So yeah, it's um, it's very fulfilling. It's very satisfying, and hence the energy that I get to work uh, twelve hours a day. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there's definitely high demand. That's for sure. And Sean, what uh, parting remarks would you like to share with our viewers and our listening audience? Well, you know, I mentioned it earlier, but I really want to reiterate it. Don't be afraid. You know, do read the books. Watch the Nelson Nash video on YouTube. Watch some of the YouTube content that Ascendant puts out. And then take a leap of faith. Do it. Take a chance and really take on the process. See if you can challenge yourself and be successful in that challenge in rethinking your thinking and, and just adding one extra step to your banking process that just simply will create so much value for you and your family. Don't be afraid. Try it out. So well put. And what Sean's describing is the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept and the book that started it all a 92 page read 
If you have not yet read this book, which has sold more than 470,000 copies for a reason, because it works, then you have an opportunity. And inside of our show notes, uh, if you just ease on over, get yourself a copy, whether it's that or uh, the Banker's Vault or uh, all the above, and continue your journey. And when you read that book, questions are going to come up for you and you can create a time with one of our uh, authorized practitioners to have a deeper dive. And, but if you read the book and it's not something that uh, appeals to you, as long as you leave happy, that's okay too. And so Rich, take us across the finish line, my man. Yeah. And I, I want to piggyback on your comment too, Jason. And that's uh, Sean identified the banker's vault, which is a package that includes a variety, but includes becoming your own banker and a number of other great books on the subject and, and works that are in there. Uh, a lot of great tools, ton of value. Obviously, Sean, you you got a good value of that. That's what led you down the, you could say the primrose path uh, here to Sarblo uh, so that you get started in this process. But um, we would encourage everyone again in the show notes as well, you'll find a link to the Banker's Vault also uh, where you can access a number of other great works in our bookstore that you can check out because we're all about filling you with knowledge and having access to information that uh, that can help grow and, and enhance your uh you know, the, the, the way that you're thinking about things. And so, Sean, we really appreciate you being a part with us uh, today here and sharing what's been true for you, your experience. And as a, as a legal professional, someone who's willing to challenge himself, and of course, today you've added a ton of value for all of our listeners, you may not think of yourself specifically in your role as a, an attorney, as a superhero. Um, I noticed that when you joined us, you weren't wearing a cape today. Uh, <laughs> but every time that you go out there and you're helping create bulletproof contracts, you're helping uh, probably save a ton of money, creating a ton of value. You're making sure that people don't land on legal landmines that could blow up and cause them all sorts of unnecessary financial damage and so forth. You're adding a ton of value to people's lives. And so what you've done with us today, what you shared with us, what you've imparted with our listeners, and in my opinion, has created a ton of value. And so we would love to hear who would you most like to be a hero to? I'm so glad she asked. I'm so glad you asked that, Richard, because, uh, you know, I really want to be a hero to my partner, Amber. She's a nurse. She works nights and days and then days and then nights. And it's a tiring job. And you can probably imagine that that job has become extra tiring and extra taxing uh, over the last 20 or so months as, uh, you know, we've weaved our way through this pandemic. And so, you know, we're trying to build a way for her to not have to rely on that type of income anymore uh, so that she can live, you know, an energetic and awesome life and not have to be tied into going into the hospital all the time for 12 hours during the night uh, constantly. And so I want to be a hero to her. That's part of what I'm doing uh, is building a way to uh, with her to be able to relieve her from having to do that as often. And so for me, that's the motivation. That's how I that's how I stay on track. That's what gets me up early and, and uh, keeps me in front of the computer sometimes pretty late. <laughs> wow. Sean, Sarblo, Richard, gentlemen, thank you all. Uh, what an incredible, incredible guest appearance. Uh, Sean, we're going to have you back to talk more about your journey as it continues to evolve for you and as you continue to be a hero tamper and uh Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today and for all of our viewers and listeners. So if you're on the YouTubes, if you just kind of look right over here, you're going to see a playlist of recommended videos for you to continue on your learning journey. And as Richard uh, recommended, get your hands on a copy of the Banker's Vault, uh, just an incredible wealth of resources that will um, 
accelerate your journey of learning, undoubtedly. So guys, let's make the rest of our day great. And um, thanks again. It was a real pleasure. This is a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. I had a great time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, where your wealth matters. Be sure to check out our social media channels for more great content. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and be sure to rate the show. We definitely appreciate it. And don't forget to share this episode with someone you care about. Join us on the next episode where we continue to uncover the financial tools, strategies, and the mindsets that maximize your wealth.